Hello, everyone. Welcome to Perfect Timing Podcast. I am your host, Sydney Trailer Renee. And today I have an amazing, amazing trailblazer with me, Miss Brianna Turner. Welcome to the show. Hey, y'all. Hey, thank you for having me today. Of course, of course. So Brianna Turner is a, ma- a multifaceted woman who has a passion for empowering women. She is the founder of the Sisters with Ambition, a mentoring and confidence cultivating program for middle and high school young women. And as a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority woo, Incorporated, Brianna understands the importance of service of, to all mankind. And she often uses her platform and voice to bring awareness to the importance of women's health and empowerment. And, you know, I think that is something that is really inspiring, especially with everything that's going on right now. I think I was talking to my dance teacher earlier this week about how everyone just needs a big, long break, (laughs) just like from the craziness that's been going on. But, you know, thank you for taking time out of your day to join me on the podcast. So welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. And I feel like we need like a collective, like group hug or something too, because times are crazy to say the least. They're crazy. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. You know, just like the stuff going on in Ukraine and just like people being drained from everything. And then it's like summertime and then it all comes back together. But, you know, I think we'll all make it through and hopefully we'll get through this somehow, some way. But I think we're pushing for it. I think we're on a good path. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So in August, you were crowned as the first ever Miss Virginia volunteer. Congratulations. Thank uh, you. So I've never really heard of this pageant before. So what is like the mission behind it. So Miss Virginia Volunteer is a state preliminary pageant for the Miss Volunteer America organization. And it was founded by Allison DeMarcus. She is a phenomenal boss woman, mom, wife, all the things who definitely believes in the importance of empowering women. And we have the five points of the crown of serve. So scholarship, education, responsibility, volunteerism, and empowerment. And so those five guiding principles uh, really highlight the importance of being a phenomenal woman, being multifaceted, is able to gain some incredible scholarship money, $10,000 in August as well, a sparkly car for the year, a new apartment, but of course, like a platform and having a board and a great support system and a whole organization backing me. Again, being a multifaceted woman, being able to still pursue my education, not take the year off, advocate for raise, advocating for women's health. It's just been an incredible journey. Wow. A car and an apartment. My goodness. I might have to apply myself. (laughs) Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. (laughs) I will. I will. I will. My mom's impressing me to try a pageant out. I don't know if it's for me, but you know, I might have to try it. I do love a ball gown every now and then. (laughs) Um, first of all, let me go on a tangent. You speak very well. You are a whole dancer. I don't see an issue. Like you already have a killer interview. I know it. And you have the talent. Do it. Thank you. Thank you. You know, (laughs) I'll, I'll try to make it work. Maybe Miss Teen USA as my first ever pageant. <laughs> Maybe I can look into that. Um, <laughs> but you know, I neglected to mention you being a full-time PhD student. Yes. Hello. Let's talk about it. So, you know, what are you studying, you know, and what is going into, you know, biology and your medicine and things like that? Absolutely. So I guess I went on a little bit of a crazy path. I went straight from my undergrad to getting my master's of public health in the middle of a whole covert 19 pandemonium, um, the pandemic. (laughs) That's me, that's me. And then I went straight from that to my PhD at Virginia Tech, which is super long name, just bear with me. It is Translational Biology, Medicine and Health, which is just a super fancy way of saying that we have an integrative and a collaborative approach to solving some very complex health issues. So I am on the public health implementation science side of it. 
like thinking creatively with like behavioral health issues, um, public health implementation. So like, why aren't people wearing masks? Why aren't people getting vaccinated? Just different things like that. And I would love to be on TV one day or on the radio doing like health correspondence, being able to break down the scientific jargon to really easy and layman's terms for the average person so they can like feel empowered to make decisions for themselves and for their own health. Oh my word. I feel enlightened. <laughs> I feel, you know, that is such a cool profession to have. And, you know, trying to figure out, you know, why aren't people wearing masks? Why aren't people getting vaccinated? You know, like I would like to know. So I think that's something <laughs> that is really cool. So in about 10, maybe five years from now, if I had my own TV show, you would be one of the first guests to be on there. <laughs> We love this. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, um, with all of that, like you said, trying to study all this during a pandemonium, I'm going to use that all the time now. Um, <laughs> uh, there's, I'm sure there's probably been, you know, a lot of downsides, you know, a lot of, you know, times where it was like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. So, you know, how are you, you know, giving yourself grace and like, you know, taking your time and going step by step? Absolutely. You know, I was really thrown into like PhD life and also being a state title holder because the weekend I won, I came back to Roanoke, which is where my PhD program is, went to orientation for a couple of days. So I never like truly wound down from the high of pageant week. And I'm so blessed to be in this opportunity, but there's two high stressful positions that I'm in. And so I've learned the importance of checking in with myself for who I am in that exact moment in that day, not for who I was yesterday and not for who I am tomorrow. And that may look totally different. So one day I might be able to work out interview prep, do homework. The other day I'm like, uh, I would just like to binge watch Netflix if I have the space and the capacity to do it. And I just think that over the last month or so with the recent death of Chesley Chris, it put a lot of things in perspective for me being a black woman that's high achieving. And then often like the different pressures that I put on myself that society puts on me. And so I recently started going to therapy again, which I'm really proud of myself and uh, utilizing the resources that we have on campus, which is so important. Yeah, so important. And then just being honest with myself and my support system, my parents, even my doctors, like there's nothing wrong with seeking a lot of different treatment options when it comes to mental health because health is more than the absence of illness and we have to make sure that we're just as good as physically as we are mentally and vice versa. Definitely. And I'm really glad that, you know, you're taking time to think about like, how are you in the present moment and how are you feeling, you know, just like going about your life day to day and that for me, you know, it's been a journey and, you know, my grandma, she actually like pushed me to, you know, receive therapy and things like that. But because of my own negligence and my busy schedule, I have not been able to, you know, use that resource recently. And, you know, I'm really glad that you've you've been able to as well. And hopefully I can get back into that because it's definitely something I think a lot of people should utilize, you know, receiving therapy and things like that. But I'm really glad that you were able to, you know, see that for yourself and, you know, um, and not think like, oh my gosh, tomorrow I have to do all these things next week. I have this going on. And just like, giving yourself a moment to be like, okay, right now, mm-hmm. this is what has to happen for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, it also makes me wonder, you know, like, how do you stay disciplined for that? You know, cause like one of the major, major things that I always hear when it comes to like, you know, trying to be successful or, you know, trying to hit a goal or a milestone or something, it's always consistency. So, you know, how do you, you know, train yourself to be disciplined and, you know, make good decisions? Yeah. Wait, I just want to like backtrack for a second. I think it's absolutely beautiful that you are a high school woman, black woman or young woman already like considering therapy and being (laughs) open and receptive to it, because I feel like that's how 
we change the narrative, that's how we break the stigma and reframe it and understand that it's okay to accept that help. So I just want to say like, I love that. And thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Um, But back to your question, I'm a woman of faith and there is a Bible verse. I'm paraphrasing. I'm giving you the Brianna Turner message version right now, but basically I think it's Hebrews 12, 11, where it says no discipline is good, like fun basically at the time, but you understand like the long-term goals and objectives. And so there's some days where I'm just like, this is not fun, but feelings can often be fleeting. And so just understand Understanding the larger goals that I have, the people that are pushing me, then thinking about little Brianna. So like me when I was younger and would she like the person that I am or the woman I am, what would she say to me if she was like, uh, why aren't you going to the gym? Why aren't you working, like doing what you need to do to achieve these goals and making sure that and making her proud because that's what it's all about in my opinion. Yeah. I think that is another like really cool perspective to think about it. And it's just like, what would my younger self think of me today? You know, I hope it's something positive, you know, because <laughs> if you told sixth grade me, 12 year old me that I had my own international podcast, she would have laughed in your face because <laughs> I was the most timid thing around. <laughs> no way. Yes. Wow. Hiding behind books, you know, following my mom around the store with a book in my hand. Do not talk to me. Don't. Nope. Nope. But now I'm like the most extroverted I've ever been. Yeah. Just thriving in abundance. Okay. Like we love to see it. Yes. <laughs> so I really think again, that is beautiful that, um, how you are, you know, learning, you know, God is good all the time. And, you know, in that Hebrew verse, I'm definitely going to write that down after our interview, you just like staying disciplined, you know, staying, uh, you know, consistent and it definitely means something. And you're like, I do not want to spend all this time doing homework. What does the homework do? It gets you the good grades. What does Mm -hmm. studying do? It helps you, you know, perform (laughs) well in school and, you know, trying to find yourself that way and know your own habits and things like that. So I really think that is beautiful how you are learning to carry yourself in that way. Thank you. Of course, of course. So back to you being, you know, Miss Virginia, uh, how are you using, you know, your platform with your new status? Something that I am really proud of myself for doing throughout these last few years of doing pageants in general, then also being Miss Virginia volunteer is that I have fallen into the role of the state title holder that I've already always dreamt of doing because I was already doing the work beforehand and being able to have my degrees in health and my passion just kind of made sense for me, just combining like pageantry degrees, sisters with the ambition and my platform of the importance of health being more than the absence of illness and also empowering women has remained consistent. And I've been able to utilize like podcasts like your own or being doing virtual appearances, speaking with little girl speaking with corporate uh, partners or corporate events, what I just did with Freddie Mac. And it's just been really amazing being able to bring more relevancy back to the like sphere of pageantry and also understanding that I've already been doing the work. And so it was really easy for me to just continue on this trajectory, which I'm so blessed to have. And it's just been amazing. Absolutely. And, you know, again, props to you for using your platform the way that you do, you know, inspiring people like myself to, you know, follow in your footsteps and, you know, really be the black woman and people that we can be in our communities. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. And also empowering the next generation, like really like fills my cup. Definitely. Right. Like nothing, there's no better feeling. I think like a little bit over a month ago, I had a 13 year old who was a sophomore in college and she's calling me like her, like inspiration, bigger sister, (laughs) ma'am. I should be following you, (laughs) you know, but I think that is definitely 
know, being older and, you know, trying to set the example for the younger kids, especially people that are already doing things that I won't experience within within the next like four years. But, you know, (laughs) I really think that the way we use our platforms is really important. Um, But again, thank you so much, Brianna, for joining me this far. And we'll be right back after this break. Greetings. This is Dr. Essie McCoy, your podcast host of Dr. Essie Speaks Education. I am elated to bring you a weekly show where I discuss everything about education. That's right. What you want to know, what you don't know, and what you need to know will be aired each Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Get ready, mark your calendars, and tune in to this show as we keep the pulse on education from an award-winning educator. Remember, once again, to tune in every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Hey, this is Cindy Cherlinette, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that will be broadcasting on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that will talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. Welcome back, everyone. Again, I'm here with Brianna Turner, the amazing trailblazer herself as Miss Virginia. And, you know, we're just talking about how she's keeping herself disciplined, you know, how she's able to use her platform as Miss Virginia and, you know, just uplifting and empowering young Black women. So welcome back and let's keep going. (laughs) Yes. So you just mentioned uh, Freddie Mac's Arise Black Women's Like Symposium. um, And you've gone, you know, to give one of your signature speeches reframing superwoman sis throw your cape away that's a part of the title you guys which I think is like I love that I was like was that her title my mom was like yeah I was like trademark I'm getting that tattooed on me (laughs) um so why don't you share with my listeners you know what you mean by those words but you know like not being superwoman but being a woman who was super Absolutely. And just to like side note for the title, Sister Your Cape Away, I was talking to one of my mentors and academic advisors. She's a Black woman. And I was like, is it appropriate to use this? And she goes, why not? Like bring the culture to it. And I was like, you know, that's good advice. I love that. So I think that's just part of showing up as your full self and spaces that are predominantly white. There's nothing wrong with it. But anyway, back to reframing superwoman throughout my public health journey, I learned a lot about the different medical racisms that persisted in society and how that kind of like ingrained and started, started the precedent for how the medical arena treats black women when it comes to maternal mortality or just are not talking about the signs and symptoms regarding cardiovascular disease and writing everything off as stress, but also at the same time, Superwoman was also created because of culture, because of policy, because of being resilient throughout the times of enslavement, Jim Crow, civil rights era. So these two very, very important pieces of history created Superwoman for resiliency as well as survival. But at the same time, the very character that was meant to help Black women has also proven to hurt us. We now see that there is higher incidences of CVD, of cardiovascular disease, of having different mental disorders because we're trying to be Superwoman. And so 
my call to action with this talk is that let's reframe it to being a woman who is super. Because if we say that we're super women, we're superheroes, right? It takes the human out of us. And we have to be human. We have to have rest. We have to get sunlight and food and water. Mm -hmm. But, and then the no capes comes in because I'm a huge Disney fan. So the Incredibles. <laughs> I do too. The second, okay. Which, okay. As a, a sidetrack real quick, which one? The first one or the second one? The first one. The first I love like the yeah. first one too. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me feel like nostalgic. But anyways, <laughs> no. so if you remember in Incredibles, Edna, like Mr. Incredible, he had to visit to get a new super suit or whatever. And he's like, I want a cape. And Edna's like, no capes. And she starts naming all of the superheroes that basically had their missions ruined from a cape, from being like into a vortex, a jet mm-hmm. engine, and then I think an elevator and some more things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, obviously capes are not the best fashion accessory anyway. And mm-hmm. I know that we have the moments where we have to go into overdrive and you know get things done but we cannot always have the cape so my call to action with that is either like send it to the dry cleaners put it away put it on like once a week do something and eventually throw it away because again we have to recognize that we're women who are super first and that we're human and we're allowed to rest we're allowed to take a break we're allowed to relax and I think that's something really powerful especially for black women in general and also women in general as well Definitely. And I'm very, you know, guilty of that. Just being like, oh, I can take it. I can handle it. And, you know, I'm also very guilty of like never asking for help. And so my friends are like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. And they're like, did you ask for help? I'm like, no. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, um, I think it's, it's just kind of like, I'm wanting to, you know, know that I'm able to be self-sufficient and, you know, not having to, you know, rely on other people. Not that that's always the case, but like knowing that like, okay, if I accomplish this myself, like, you know, it'll make me feel better, but you know what, sometimes that's not the case. You know, sometimes I do need to ask for help in order to achieve certain things. Um, and, you know, not wearing the cape and, you know, just being someone who drinks water, sleeps, gets good sunlight, you know, just being human and not necessarily like a supernatural being. (laughs) Absolutely. And there's a quote that where it says, if you want to go fast, go by yourself, you want to go far go together or basically have help. And so I definitely, I cannot remember where I heard that from, but I know exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's just so important. I think like, if we really want to live by the quote, empowered women, empower women, then we have to lean on other empowered women to help us. And that doesn't mean that you're not self-sufficient. doesn't mean that you're not out there accomplishing goals, but we have to have that support system and you have to have your tribe. So absolutely. You know, it takes, takes a village. Yes, (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, leading from that, you know, you've done speeches before, you know, and talks to, you know, younger girls. Um, and obviously, as I've been giving you your accolades, you know, sharing all the hats that you wear, it's very clear to see that, like, you know, sometimes like people heart themselves and like their accomplishments and like how it defines them. So how are you, you know, talking to these young girls and letting them know that because of these experiences, it doesn't necessarily define you based on your accomplishments. So what are you saying to them? Absolutely. It was so funny. Actually, yesterday, it was a group of women, so not young girls, but I started out saying, listen, y'all, I've had a day. I'm tired. Okay. (laughs) And if I, you know, mess up a word or I have a brain fart for a second, I'm just letting you know that I presented research this morning and it's been a long day. And I just think that it's important to set the playing field that, yes, I may be able to show up with false eyelashes on, great, here are all the things, but I'm still me at the end of the day. And we're people that show up to do the work first, which means that we come with a lot of experience, whether that's good, bad, or whatever. And something that I really 
take, I pride myself on, especially with Sisters with Ambition, is that I am transparent about the good, the bad, and the ugly, especially when it comes like the middle and high school mentees. I am straight up honest. I failed my very first exam in grad school. Like, and I don't mean I got a, an 80. Okay. I got a 50 something like, and we studied for this exam and mm-hmm. I was in a That's hole. That's the worst I, feeling. Right. Like, it wasn't like, oh my God. It's like, dang, I know I, I totally got this. It's going to be fine. And it comes back. I'm like, oh, okay. Literally. Humbled real quick. Humbled. My <laughs> teacher was like, what happened? I said, you know, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't and, you know, know. It always comes down to like, some people just aren't good test takers either. Yes. Which is. Yes. It's so real. And so I have to, I call this age the in-between, right? Um, I think that we see a lot of successful women and that's fantastic, but I often wonder like, what was it like in between? What was it like when you were getting your degrees? What was it like when your bank account was always in recovery because you're a grad student? Like, what was that like? And Mm -hmm. that's where I feel like I am, even though I may have, I have accomplishments, but I'm still climbing and thriving. And I just try to be as transparent as possible. And so I set the stage with like, I'm tired, but I'm here. Or yeah, I failed this exam, but I was able to finish the semester strong. And there's just so much value in transparency. And I feel like when you're transparent, it unlocks another woman to live in her truth and walk in her light and do the same. Yeah. And, you know, I think that transparency is key, especially when it comes to like social media, like you see all these people, you know, with like the brightest mouse in their face, not that they're lying, but you know, that they don't really show like the downsides of all those, you know, me not, you know, wanting to put my best foot forward and wanting to be, you know, the quintessential form of like the black woman, like, you know, just trying to be the best person that I can be. I just, sometimes it takes me a minute to be like, okay, I don't always have to be, you know, a one, like all the time, you know, like you said, like just showing up can be enough sometimes, you know, just mm-hmm. like saying how you being here and like saying like, you know, guys, like today, we just had to talk about it with, uh, in my dance class. And there she was just like, if you guys come to class one day and you're like partially here, just like tell us if you need to sit, like take it. And, you know, like sometimes it's hard for me to like swallow that. Cause it's just like, well, I want to be here. I want to be participating. I want to show you guys that, you know, like I'm dedicated and that I'm committed. And on those days when I don't really feel like that, it's really appreciated when those people like, you know, show that compassion in there and, you know, just trying to be like, you know, like we understand it's okay. And, you know, we'll move forward. Yes. And I just think as humans, we connect better when people are authentic. And so it's just, so there's so much value in just being honest. And I know that's really hard too, but just being honest and vulnerable and you being there still showing up. And like I said before, you have to show up for yourself on that day and not who you were yesterday and not who you will be for tomorrow. Definitely. And, you know, before we go into our rapid fire question, which is my favorite segment of the podcast, um, you know, like we've been talking this whole time about like everything that you've been a part of and things like that. So how do you prioritize and how do you, you know, set like, okay, need to get this done and these can fall underneath it. I like how you said prioritize and not balance because I used to run track. So all I did was have to run fast and turn left. There was no balancing (laughs) going on with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like you said, like prioritization, I just think about like, okay, what are my, what are the things that I have to do today? And the analogy that I like to use is that sometimes we have balls that are rubber and sometimes we have balls that are glass. And more times than not, we have a lot more rubber balls in rotation in life than glass. And it's okay to put those balls down. Obviously with glass, like I have to go to class. I cannot drop that or things might shatter like my GPA or I have other, <laughs> <laughs> other responsibilities. 
responsibilities I have to do, but sometimes it's okay to be like, well, you don't need to practice piano today. You probably should rest. That might be a rubber ball. And so just check again, checking in with myself, understanding that I'm allowed to put things down and pick it back up and put it into rotation. And I'm a queen of many crowns. And sometimes I can't always compartmentalize and be like, I'm just doing this day and doing this goal. No, sometimes it's like flipping back and forth my brain from like school to queenly duties to something else. But it's, it, I take it all in stride. I recognize the things that I can put down and pick back up. And that's, I feel like that's my story. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I'm definitely going to take that with me today. And as I go on, just being like, okay, what's my glass ball? What's my rubber ball? Mm-hmm. What can I release? What can I not, you know? Yes. And um, I think that's some really good advice. So, you know, thank you so much for that. Of and, you course. know, just sharing how, how you prioritize and how you get, you know, things together in that way. But now we are in our rapid fire question segment. So <laughs> I know we were talking about, you know, Disney earlier and actually this, maybe this is, Ooh, that's a good one. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Okay. So <laughs> here's the first one. Uh, if you had any superpower, what would it be and why? Oh my God. I want to be invisible, but mo- may, like basically just to play pranks on people and be like slightly malicious and move things <laughs> around and be like, I don't know. I just feel like I want to play pranks on people and be invisible. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's like, you know, like you can like, take someone's phone and they're like, oh my God, where's my phone? I don't know. Exactly. Don't know. Exactly. <laughs> like Violet from The Incredibles. She just like pop up, you know? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Still on like the Disney track. What is your favorite Disney movie? Oh my God. That's so hard. Don't do that to me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> gosh. I love Princess and the Frog. I feel like naturally. Of like, course. Uh, of course. A absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Incredibles. Of course. Oh God. I will just watch Disney movies anytime, any place, any day. High school musical. You have to throw that in there for like I was just thinking about that. I was like, I'm so nostalgic for high school musical. I was pretty young when they came out, but as I like finally understood them when I was older, I'm like, this makes me sad. You just made me feel really old, but it's okay. The first one came out when I was in third grade. Like the first one came out what in 2006? I was born in 2004. So I have a younger brother around your age too, but it's still like, it just makes you feel old for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to say that like my comfort movie for Disney is definitely like Ratatouille. I don't know why, like, I feel, I feel like I can like smell it, you know? I love I that love movie too. And a very, very favorite one that I have is definitely Soul. I love Soul. Yes. Yeah. Soul was good. Yeah. Okay. Next up, who is your favorite musical artist? Beyonce. <gasps> Beyonce on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Beyonce. My Beyonce. favorite is definitely Michael Jackson. Ooh, hands down. That. Hands down. I can go into tangent about that too, but we'll move <laughs> on. <laughs> okay. Sneakers or heels? Don't do that. <laughs> I feel like See, the choice is hard, right? I love a good like Jordan one look even though I don't even own any yet, but I'm definitely will in the near yeah. future. Jordan ones. And I love a good Steve Madden pump. I love those. So uh, it's hard for me to make a decision. I'll say heels for today because yesterday I presented in red bottoms because I was like, scientists are allowed to be cute too. So do you mind, do you mind sharing me your shoe size? <laughs> well, they run narrow. So I can't even like, I can't even like let you borrow because you got to try them on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But we love we love a, a black woman in heels. We love do, it. we do, we do. <laughs> and maybe this can be the last one. What is something that you cannot live without? 
Uh, <laughs> false eyelashes? I don't know. That's hard. It's a food. <laughs> I love. <laughs> what well, depends on the day. Uh, but definitely false eyelashes, eyelashes. Blue. I always keep it in my crown case <laughs> in my bag. Um, food, definitely. But mm-hmm. I would say like eyelashes really just came to mind. It just really elevates the look. It does. It took me a minute to like get accustomed to them. I haven't really started wearing them until like 2020. Okay. And I'm like, these are lovely. I want to wear them all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, now I'm addicted. I can't do my makeup without false eyelashes. It could be a really? simple look, but I'm like, you need a lash. They do. Like they do uplift it. And you know, like I don't have the energy to put them on every single day, but I like <laughs> to do a nice eyebrow mascara go, you know, mm-hmm. maybe some highlight if I'm feeling frisky. Yeah. For razzle dazzle. Yeah. But thank you so much, Brianna, for joining me. This was a wonderful conversation, just getting to know you and who you are as Miss Virginia and everything else that you do in that PhD. Get it. I'm so excited (laughs) for you. And I'm really excited to see where you go. Um, So before you go, why don't you share with my listeners how they can reach and follow you? Absolutely. You can follow me on my Instagram accounts, Brianna underscore Gabrielle, B-R-E-A-N-A underscore G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E. And then also at Miss VA Vol. So please follow that title holder account. I'm trying to get to a thousand by May. And we're kind of almost there, but we still have a ways to go. So throw me a follow. You <laughs> go follow her. Thank you so much, Brianna, for joining me. And thank you to my listeners for joining me. And this is perfect timing. <laughs>